Yeah, welcome. Um, we've actually been doing this for the last like, 10 minutes here, but um, yeah, this is kind of, this is cool to be in this position to be kicking off a podcast. Um, so cheers to to that. Again, we'll do another toast, but um, yeah. Let's do a little housekeeping. Housekeeping. What's the housekeeping? Who, who are you? So yeah, my name is Josh Hugo. Um, Y'all know me. Um, do they? Well, you know me, he knows me, but the people who are listening, which is something that I'm going to have to get used to, do not know who I am. Um, yeah, and I, I'm, we're calling this Campfire Conversations. Yeah. Um, which uh, the idea for this came about four years ago, almost five. Um, I was going through a divorce, and I think the best thing for me at that stage was getting out to the mountains with uh, friends camping drinking some bourbon and i think for me that was like so life-giving to be in a spot where like hey the best thing i could do right now is get connected to the people in my life who are there for me and so i kind of spitballed this idea like for months like for months with some friends and as i came in like would you want to be part of a podcast that can kind of you know be centralized around uh what it means to just be connected with other for the most part for guys like I was you know um you know girls are an important part of my my friendship groups and in my life but it's been a guys thing and so it didn't happen for four years until you uh your podcast Jamel Austin you want to tell people uh who you are and and about your your podcast washed well first you're welcome yes No, thank you, um, thank you, Jamel. I, I'm Jamel at Washash Jamel on Instagram. Make sure y'all follow me. Um, I am a, a member of the crew, the Wash Crew. We do a podcast. Um, check it out wherever you get your Wash or your podcast at. But we essentially, really sit around and do the same thing that you're talking about here. Yeah. Um, kind of with the idea of black males, um, early to mid 30s, trying to figure out what it's like <clears> to <throat> be early to mid, mid, early to mid. How old are you? Uh, well, we won't answer that. We won't go there I feel yet. like he's calling me old, but I'm going to go ahead and continue <laughs> on with my soliloquy. Uh, Google it. Um, yeah, just, just what it's like to be a dad, what it's like to be washed, what yeah. does even washed mean, right? Um, and, and just, you know, everyday topics, that things that, that revolve around our lives. Yeah, right on, man. So that was very cool to see. Um, that happened. And I think life is filled with all those interesting little moments of like, Hey, this is the catalyst for an idea. And I think I would, I would consider myself to be in the upper thirties, um, the upper mid middle upper thirties. Uh, <laughs> and I've kind of hit that stage. I'm like, you know, you, you got to say yes to, to a few more things because, uh, or, or say more, more, <laughs> or say no to a lot more things. Or, yeah. <laughs> that well both happen yeah both two happen. things can be true at one time that, yes or three who's that um, to your left so i also yeah this wouldn't be possible without my good friend jamie shaw um who is helping us to produce this podcast and the hope is that uh you know he'll be a consistent figure here with some some wisdom and definitely some production skills so yeah jamie why don't you introduce yourself yeah i'm jamie shaw Ball ball 35 on IG. And yeah, I'm the elder statesman of this group for sure. No shame in that. Younger 40s. Yeah, a star in my role. 
behind the scenes. You'll hear from me from time to time. What's up, Jamal? It's been a minute. Appreciate you being here, yeah. Mr. Shaw. Yeah. yeah. So thank you both for being here. A lot of gratitude, truly a lot of gratitude. I think that the spirit of, of how I hope this w is to evolve um, into future um, podcast is that, you know, I know we're in front of mics, I know we're in front of a camera, um, but we're also next to some good whiskey, which we'll kind of talk about. Um, and uh, we're also just here as friends. And so I think some of it is just the idea of just getting into some good conversations, bullshit, to, to, to some depth, hopefully. Um, someday, I think our kids probably will all listen to this and like you guys are idiots uh, <laughs> yeah my dad don't check out his instagram which i actually probably need to look up pretty sure it's josh dash hugo we'll work on that in post um and get that straightened out for the next wait wait yeah. wait so let, let's let's actually get into it yeah. if you don't mind yeah yeah I got let, you. let me I got ask you. you this yeah <laughs> how do you not know what your ig handle is well the the path of the tonight was maybe not going towards social media but it could very well become a social media conversation uh i have it i i've used it sparingly obviously for this to be a productive space uh, i got to figure that out um i had facebook for a long time and i think i just hit a stage i gave it up uh for a period of time and i just felt like you know what i uh was happier to not have to be accountable to that um, well, how do you, but I do have it. How do you slide in chicks DMs then? Uh, no, no longer. No <laughs> chicks are getting DMs from me these days. Um, yeah. Um, I, I don't even know my last picture. Jamie's doing a quick little research on this. What, what do you see? Okay. So is J J Hugo one. Oh, J Hugo one y'all. Yeah. Okay. There and it is. The last picture is, uh, <laughs> at the top of a mountain, uh, wintry mountain. It's How unlikely a picture that is for a, oh, a white guy uh, for a white guy to have a picture of a guy at the top of a mountain in Colorado on Instagram. Let, let me ask you another question as as Shaw's looking at your IG there. Yeah. Um you said the genesis of this was uh hanging out in the mountains. Yeah. Uh is that the mountains of Utah? Is that the mountains Yeah, it's of the mountains Catskills, outside. Yeah, mountains. so so we're here in Denver. Denver, Colorado. Um Catskills never been to. I've heard their um Appalachian. Um <laughs> yeah, um, but they might be in New York. Yeah, I think they're in New York, but maybe the Upper Appalachians. Go to West Virginia. Yeah, West yeah. Virginia. But no, we're in yeah, Denver, yeah. so I would go up. You know, we're out here outside Denver, Colorado. Represent fifty-two eighty. Um, that could be a hashtag. Yeah, I was, I'm glad you just gang banged on your on the city like that. Yeah. I love it. You just know. shouted your hood out like that. I love it. Fifty-two eighty. Been here, uh, shit, fifteen years, man. How You're long old. have you been here? You are old. Um, you grew up here. Yeah, I grew up here. I've been here uh, the majority of my life, I would say. Um, you know what's funny? Um, being here with two white guys, one who really enjoys the mountains and one who really enjoys life. <laughs> uh, I've been here. I've been in Denver longer than both of you guys, and you guys both have probably been to the mountains more often than I have. Yeah, why do you think that is? Because actually that's a really good segue. One of the things on... Jamie and I have been, like, pulling late nights every night. We've been drafting out, like, dockets of content. Um, ha no, actually we half have, truth. Half truth. We have yeah. a, some chicken scratch on a notepad. The first topic I, I thought we would make sense, given that we're camping on a porch in Denver, but um, is actually what you just brought up. Yeah. See, listen, like, we're on the same wavelength because that was not – we didn't even go over our – 
agenda. I walked in here like two minutes ago. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know. So yeah, um, why don't you go to the mountains? Why don't I go to mountains, or why don't black people go to the mountains? Well, who can you speak for? Legally? Oh <laughs> um, no, I don't go to the mountains. I do go to the mountains just on occasion. Um, believe it or not, I enjoy snowboarding. I don't go as often as I probably should. Um, That's right. You and Sean have gone up. Yeah, it's it's like um, it's like living near the beach but not going to the beach. You've already done it, right. so it's not really a thing. Um, also. I don't want to be the first person to die in a scary movie. You know, that shit always happens to black people, right? And there's, like, <laughs> there's Freaky Jason out there. There are bears. There are coyotes. That shit always happens to black people, bro. So I'm not trying to be the first one to go out like that. There's been no one before you, you think? No, no, oh, no. There's definitely been people before No, first me. black person, though. Yeah, think? have you ever heard of Lincoln Hills, by the way? No. Lincoln Hills is a resort uh, was a black-owned resort, right? So let me give you guys a quick in little, Colorado. Yeah, it's oh, no a quick shit. little history okay. lesson here, right? So uh, Denver is known as the Harlem of the West, right? So mm-hmm. the Five Points area in Denver was where a lot of uh, black folks traveled to. If you think about it, Denver's the only city really between Kansas City, Chicago area, um, to L.A. So right. when people were co- traveling across country, the first place they they were able to stay was in Denver. Now when they were perform uh, Billy Holiday and such would perform in downtown Denver for the white folks. They couldn't stay in their same hotels. In the 20s. In the Billie 20s. Holiday being the vocalist. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, they would yeah. uh, perform in downtown Denver, but they weren't allowed to stay in the hotel, so they stayed at the Five Points, and that's where the party really was, right? Mm. So that's why it was called the Harlem of the West. Right. Um, in addition to that, um, a lot of folks out here, Madam C.J. Walker, if that name rings a bell to anybody, mm-hmm. um, decided to build um, a mountain resort in Lincoln Hills, which is just outside, uh, I think a little bit south of Morrison, Colorado. Um, and that's where black folks would go. It's a historical site now. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of abandoned ski areas in Denver or in Colorado. Um, but yeah, I think learning learning that history, that, that one didn't show up in my abandoned ski areas book. So, You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. It's the second time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> much gratitude um so camping uh just not something you we just really don't do. do it just something that i don't i don't really do. you don't really do and you said we so is that like your family <laughs> yes <laughs> your extended I'm, family? I'm, I'm trying yeah. not to speak for the entire black collective because no, there are man, there are definitely I, black I people seen a lot of african-american folks camping definitely um, i mean there's a lot of black people that hike there's a lot of people that, that get right. out there there's a lot of black folks that that camp um i just don't think it's super popular within our community yeah um but that's just my own personal thought yeah yeah i've always been curious about that um are we solving race relations right now yeah Did we just cure racism we're just getting into it guys let's just go camping we'll get right to the heart of it no it's in it's interesting it's just interesting how different um like activities fall along those lines i think we i don't know if today we're trying to get into the sociology of it but i think we know that a lot of that follows you know it's not just like white people really like to camp and black people really don't like to camp it's an access it's a historical piece it's segregation it's all of those things layered into all of that yes it's like it's like swimming right yeah uh not that black people don't swim. There's a lot of black folks that don't know how to swim, but that's a, a symptom of 
uh, as I said tonight, you guys are going to hear a lot about white supremacy, but it's a symptom of white supremacy, sure. right? So a lot of black folks weren't allowed to go to the pool. They weren't allowed to go to the, the pools and stay cool during the summer. So it was just like, if I can't go to this pool, what reason do I even need to know how to swim? Same type of thing when it goes to, you know, going to the mountains where certain certain resorts we couldn't go to outside of Lincoln Hills, right? And you had to have the money to get out there, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Our, our you know, we'll get right there, but, you know, our, our racist history in this country, its implications are, uh, are vast. Yeah. Um, and history is not implying that it's not also the present. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, uh, history's cycle is, is pretty relentless. It feels like, you know, progress seems fleeting, and then we're back here in, like, you know, 2023. It feels like, you know, oftentimes 1963 or 1923. But, yeah, anyways, well, we can we can stay on that. Well, we, just we, say, yeah, Jamie. It's worth the distinction of, like, we've got skiing, we've got hiking, we've got overnight camping, and, like, like I'll say, Taja is down for hiking. I don't know about skiing, but definitely not the overnight. You know, the the mm. bad night sleep, oh, the yeah. bugs. Yep. I think it's basically that. And then, and I have a similar experience. Not the bugs, but like the overnight wrecks me. I don't sleep well, and then the next day I'm just like, we gotta go. Let me let me ask you there, yeah. then Josh. What is the appeal of camping? Yeah, I was just wondering that as you said all. <laughs> I'm like, hey, why, how did that lead to any sort of existential awareness? Um, yeah, I mean, all of that stuff is true, and yet I still, that's a niche that you just sometimes have to scratch. I think for me, camping. That's what she said. Yeah. Well, we Sorry, need a, we need a Sorry, counter I, on that. I, we need. We're gonna need I to do derail the whole. We're gonna need to do a visual, and we're gonna need to have a. She said, like that's what she said. Counter or, um, I don't know. What's another? I was clip? just thinking that was yeah. the end of a clip. Well, we'll where Josh post. just said that, and then you're like, <laughs> that's what she said, and then it's just some TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we'll capture that. Let's put that in the ether, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you add mosquitoes to the list of things that make camping less pleasurable for people? Yeah, definitely. These candles, man, this is citronella, natural, natural scent to get bugs away. I don't know. So uh, camping for me, I feel like it's there's something just healing about being in nature, um, and I think that uh, you know this can go a lot of ways. I think on a very kind of basic level for me, being outdoors. Even if it's in our back in our backyard yep. here, is I think people belong outside. Kids belong outside. Adults belong outside, and we're not outside nearly enough as a culture. And we've been given even more reasons to stay inside. Um, and it's it's bad for your physiology. It's bad for uh, you know anthropology. It's bad for people. And I think there's healing powers to just being outdoors and getting fresh air. And so. So let me let me ask. Yeah. Sorry, cut you off. Let me ask no. you there. What what do you mean outside? Right. I, I when you were talking about uh, all of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, but outside could be on the block in New York, right? Right. Or Philly. Right. Or um, you know, you could be outside in like you're saying in your backyard. Right. What What do you mean out? Just literally anywhere. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. If you're surrounded by concrete, what if you're in Marcy Projects? You know <laughs> right. What I'm saying? Right. Strawberry I, Mansion. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if I'm ready to like you know, hold to some like deep philosophical truth here. But I think all of those are examples of being outside. 
Right. Why do people want to go outside from the Marcy projects? Why do people want to go outside on the corner of, you know, Fifth Avenue? Why do want people go outside of the top of a mountain? Is there's something just better about it? Yeah. Some of it's you can mix it up with your friends or you need to go to another part of the town to get, you know, groceries or you just want to be by trees and rivers and no other people. But I think just there is something about outside. Um, the outside I'm referring to, obviously, in this case with camping is, um, you know, more the great the, outdoors, the great outdoors and great outdoors. We could get physiological, too. It's like there's the sun, like the proven like power of the sun in right. healing. There's degrees of fresh air, which like the air outside of, you know, like a concrete, yeah. a junkyard. Man, I was at the junkyard with my brother last week. That air is, you know not fresh um but there's people that a junkyard so yeah like uh let's take that right. one for a minute what what why are you at a junkyard uh we were cleaning out my garage selling copper and aluminum if you know where to go like you can just sell a copper pipe two dollars a pound and aluminum we had this big old blind that like was all aluminum <laughs> so just took it down there got some cash and then went to home depot and bought some plants with it but hey um, that's cool. It's that's, recycling, that right? Does, that's good recycling right there. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. Are you not drinking, Shaw? Um, I mean, in general. not. Just yeah, drinking. yeah. I haven't been drinking. Um, so this kombucha has mushroom uh, tea in it. I and so, I, yeah, I just, like, I try to, like, normalize it. I would offer you some. I'm offering you some. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm not yeah. there yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I, I would like to. I'm just not there yet. I think I think I have to be at the crib. Yeah, for sure. We need indigenous medicines throughout society. Yeah. Indigenous medicines. Yeah. It's the first time I've heard it referred to as that. Yeah, I mean, I just, indigenous like, medicines. Does that mean tobacco? Does that mean? I think. I think tobacco is technically. Uh, are we talking wacky tobacco? No, tobacco is a psychoactive agent. Huh. Yeah. I think all of it has been rediscovered by the West and kind of like commodified, you know, and like. Jamie, what do you mean by the West? Yeah, white, the, the white supremacists. <laughs> we, yeah. uh, it always comes back yeah, to white supremacy. Sure. Oh, Good man. connection. You guys probably invited the wrong person on the no, first man, podcast. No, man, this is what it's all about. Like, we got to confront these truths, and people have to have dialogue. That's the other thing, too, not to go back to the why, but I do think something that's missing, and listen, like, I don't, don't get me wrong, like... Um, I got this weird light over there. Hopefully that's that's all right. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I know that this is being filmed and it is being taped and it is being produced for consumption. I get the irony of it. I'm aware of that. But I think that going back to the earlier kind of conversation about, um, you know, the the brokenness to some extent of society and the challenges that we're facing... I don't think we converse enough. Yeah. We don't converse enough. We don't have honest conversations. And let me be clear, my version of honesty is not saying, yes, it is speaking what's on your heart, but some truths don't need to be shared out loud. And I think that we're in a place where, you know, my truth is what everyone has to just, like, suffer from hearing. And that's not what I'm saying. But I think <laughs> there needs to be honest conversations that people have that are thoughtful. No, that's um, real. I think there's, to your point, um, there's something cathartic about uh, 
being able to identify with somebody who is a similar mind frame as you. Right. Right. So like, even though this is built for consumption, this is going out on, you know, wherever you get your podcast at, there are still going to be some people who are listening to this and to be like, yeah, I identify with that. Right. Despite the fact that it is somewhat, uh, I'm not going to say based in capitalism, but is it participating in capitalism? Sure. And and to to the you know and I'm no capitalist out you know like on principle but you know we're all you know enjoying the fruits of capitalism frankly and Thanks, the fact Obama. that we cannot yeah thank you Obama thank well, you we we could also say um, like capitalists didn't create like an economy you know it's like capitalism isn't right. the only way like a marketplace can function they they don't right. have like the patent on like people coming up with ideas right. and like right. sharing them with the broader like right. community and having that be like a, a way towards like security. Wait, you mean America didn't invent freedom? Yeah. Jamie Shaw? <laughs> yeah, it's all s- cyclical. Yeah. yeah. So don't, don't let anyway, the conservatives hear you say that. Let's um let's take a whiskey break. So one of the things you've already naturally moved to that, which is fantastic. Um so in a not not so shameless element of what you know, I understand. So let's go. Let's talk capitalism, and let's talk like the fact that we're drinking. <laughs> the shameless plug comes right shameless after we plug. talk about <laughs> capitalism. Yeah, this wasn't scripted, y'all. But hey, you know it surrounds us. It's the system we're in. To be fair, we're not getting paid for this endorsement. No, yet. we're not getting paid yet. Maker's Mark. Four seven seven Distilling Greeley, Colorado. This might be this might be your your move to the big to the big stage, but um, yeah. So we're drinking some whiskeys because I love whiskey. Our and good- if you are looking to participate in capitalism, you are yeah. more than welcome to supply us with yeah. your brand, and we'll we'll yeah. give it a we thumbs up or a it. thumbs down. I mean, we won't promote it if it's not good, but um, yeah, don't bring your trash shit around here. I want to be clear for our listeners that if you're a whiskey snob, you're going to listen to this and be like these fucking guys. Um, but if you've never tasted whiskey, which maybe is who you are, and that would be cool because I only thought of whiskey as taking shots. Well, let me ask you this, Hugo. How did you before. get into whiskeys? Well, honestly, um, a future potential guest um, working with his agents right now, um, Sean, <laughs> um, you know, he's uh, he's a big guy in whiskey, and uh, around the same time that... Uh, yeah, like the pandemic started, I just, every Tuesday, I would head over to his place and we would sample the 200 bottles of whiskey that he accrued. Um, and it was a hell of fun because I do enjoy drinking. Um, I don't really enjoy overconsumption of drinking. I don't know if I ever did. Um, I'm not sure you can have one way or the other. <laughs> that's that's I, just me, maybe. Yeah, there's a sweet spot. I also enjoy getting the effects of the alcohol enough, but not the like the twelve hour effects. effects. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, the first thing that you should do. So these are these are glasses. A little uh, audience uh, knowledge, perhaps. Does anyone know what kind of glass this is? This is called a short a, one. <laughs> it is short. It is a glass for our viewers. You can see it for our listeners a that you can't. Flute? It is it is fl- flout like. <laughs> it is uh, called a Glencairn glass, Glencairn, which would uh, be a like Scottish name, I believe. Glencairn, um, and I'm they're good for. Not a big fan of Cairns. So, anyways, when you the first thing you should do, Jamie, you gotta. Jamie, Jamie is our friend who doesn't consume I'm, I'm much abs- alcohol. I'm abstaining from. He's abstaining, this. but 
Would you do it for science? For peer pressure on camera? Yes. I'm going to abstain. Yeah. Wow. This Are you going to abstain from abstaining? So, yeah. here, give me your glass. You don't have to drink any of it, but you can spit it out. And I won't, I mean. <laughs> That's what he we'll said. We'll let the others judge that choice. But. <laughs> <laughs> two. The, ta- the total. Tell you, we're going to have okay. a big number right here. The number so the first thing that was done two. mistakenly there was that we didn't wash out the kombucha in his whiskey glass. So that's going to present an unusual flavor profile. Um, that being said, you smell it. You kind of swirl it and you smell it. You kind of look at the color. It looks like whiskey to me. It looks brown. looks brown. looks brown. A hint, a hint of orange. This is the Makers. So Makers is a weeded bourbon. So then you're going to smell it. I'm sorry, a wet bourbon? Uh, we'll get to that in a second. So you're going to smell it. And then you kind of smell for a couple big big flavors first. Maybe not spices, but like you get a little caramel, a little vanilla. You I get a little smell. caramel. I don't know. Caramel. Let the camera show I've been smelling this every time Josh does give it a smell. Yeah, give it a smell. And then you taste it. Now, if you haven't had any whiskey for the night, the first taste is not meant to do anything because your body is simply adjusting to the poison. That is true. Whiskey is a poison, as all alcohols are, but your body is not tasting it. It is simply wondering why the hell you're putting that in your body. Um, but in the meantime, your, your first taste, you get a little bit. Taste it again, and then you can do a few things. You kind of, you know, swish it around a little bit. I'm observing right now. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of taste for flavor notes. Um, like a B-flat? Yeah, so if you're tasting this, if you're a whiskey guy, again, you're listening to this, you're like, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. But I think that there's a little bit of the vanilla notes, a little caramel, caramel. Um, those are pretty common flavors for makers. Um, so, yeah, taste and what, what do you all taste? I smell that vanilla. The vanilla, yeah. I also think the, the value of tasting whiskey is when you're not just taking shots of it in college, is that there's actually a complexity to it, which is fun. A bottle of whiskey will last you a year if you don't drink it often. And if you have a yeah, bunch of... fucking house? Well, if you have 50 <laughs> of them, right, you, you collect them. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brother, my brother, who will listen to this eventually, has learned the value of savoring a bottle of whiskey. Um, but, yeah, you don't have to throw this away after a few weeks. Like, unless it gets below half and then you give yourself a few months... Like, this bottle could sit there for five years, and it's fine. A bottle of wine you can't do that with. So when you're like, oh, shit, I wouldn't spend, you know, $40, $28. Could you six. do that with vodka? Yeah. So so you're saying you could do this with pretty much any distilled alcohol? Yeah. To my to my best knowledge, unless there's a ton of sugar, maybe a brandy or something like that might not do as well, gotcha. uh, like a Kahlua. But whiskey, for sure, probably other high-proof alcohols. It's the ghetto bird. Yep. Um, yeah, so anyways, whiskey. You can visually tell we're not really in the ghetto. Well, it's hard to tell. <laughs> it's all just black on the camera, but yeah. Well, it's I a mean, quiet back If it's here. all black on the camera, it pretty much <laughs> is the ghetto. All right. Hey-o. So, drink your whiskey, makers, and then we'll do a little comment. This one here is 477 Distilling in Greeley, Colorado. I've actually never had it. Have you ever um, been to Greeley? I have smelled it. Do you know why it stinks in Greeley? 
Whoa. There's a joke here, and then there's the cows. Which is it? It's because they're the shit. <laughs> there, there's the joke. Yeah, uh, but it's the cows. Yeah, you went to school there for a year. You were in Greeley for a year. I went and, to, I, I, I was, I was and had allegiance to a place that you paid money to. <laughs> I went to Northern Colorado for about two years. Two years. Yeah. When you say more you more like were, eighteen months. What was your what was your your legacy at UNC? Drunk sledding. Outdoor activity. Outdoor activity. <laughs> Outdoor activity. Yeah. Drunk sledding. Oh. And I had sex with a white woman. First time? First time. I was wow. going to ask you that tonight. Have <laughs> you ever had sex with a white woman? That's a good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Shout Greeley. out to you. Shout out Greeley, Colorado. Yeah. Greeley, Colorado, 477. If you ever listen to this, uh, you know, we will drink your whiskey and talk about having sex with white women in Greeley or other things that may be better for your brand. Um, <laughs> but, hey, you know, there's probably a lot of We're white gonna women. We're going to get a cease and desist order. <laughs> yeah, a lot of white women who probably enjoy drinking bourbon at 477. Um, Jamel is married. Yeah, I mean, I, I was married. just going to say I'm not as fond of white women now. Yeah. Nor was I really back then. I think it was more just an Greeley, opportunity thing. Did you say I, exotic how? opportunity? In Greeley? <laughs> Not no. necessarily exotic. Uh, run of the mill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Greeley, uh, Greeley is not going to promote this, but we will try to put a hashtag in there for that because I'm sure there are people in Greeley who... Hashtag um, really hashtag who understand white women. and maybe hashtag maybe even know more about best. <laughs> <laughs> I have regrets. <laughs> um, we're, we're producing a lot of hashtags right now. Yeah, well, those hashtag those, mediocre at best. Hashtag I have regrets. This playing to capitalism very nicely. So, um, so let's move to yeah. I, I would love to talk about speaking of um, regrets. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Talking about being a dad. I love being a dad. For the record, children, I don't have any regrets about either of you. But some people do. I really don't. You know what I just realized? We all have two boys. We have two boys. There are six There are six future Shawls, Austins, and Hugos in this room. Well, not in this room. They're not at all in this proximity, but uh, under this purview. We had Janika and her two boys over while my brother and his two boys were here. Had like six boys in the basement. Held up. We, house held up. A lot of times I have the, I have the homies over to the house where we hang out. They bring the kids over. And what I generally do, because at my house, the, the fellas, I have a basement. And in the basement... I have a, a nice setup for the fellas, right? So the kids stay upstairs on the main floor. So it's like the fellas go down to the basement, the kids stay up on the main floor, kind of just close the door and let them have it. It's out. so great, man. Yeah. Honestly, like I feel like, and this is this is a podcast that we've created to to have some affinity for men. Um, it does not mean our our female friends and and people who we know couldn't take something out of this. I want to be clear. But I, I do think there's, and there's some interesting studies on this, um, and maybe this is, this is the veto space, and <laughs> this is fixed and post, but I, I do think that it is hard. It is right now, like, society is hard for our boys. 
is hard for our boys. And I know there's privilege. I know there's a lot of stuff. And I know there's going to be hard takes on that. But I do think it is hard on boys. Why, why do you think that? I mean, I think about all my friends I had growing up. Most of them were around affinity to, like, a thing or an activity, right? It wasn't, like, the deep connection over man. Like, I knew they were my friends. I knew they were my best friends. In fact, one's coming into town this weekend. But we connected over wakeboarding, rollerblading, and PlayStation and Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, that's why I was there. What I didn't realize is I was forming bonds and trust because we had a medium to communicate that wasn't this. Yep. Like, this has taken me, like, 35, 30, well, since I was talking. But, like, it's taken a long time for, for me as a man to figure out how to communicate with some authenticity and some, like, um, you know, let the guard down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's our generation. And I, I, and I don't necessarily think that we have given our, our young boys tools to be able to find outlets and ways to communicate with each other that are actually what's best. And I think the physical piece, the being outside, the connecting through activities, but now we put everyone behind a phone and behind a screen and ask them to try to build relationships over a Twitter or X sphere or whatever. Um, I, th- I think it's uh, interesting that you're bringing that up. I recently read an article, I believe it was in the Washington Post, <clears throat> about how um, boys and men, younger men, are struggling. Um, yeah. One, because they have a lack of identity. Yeah. Um, they were, the conversation was, uh, for better or worse, the greatest generation, right? They came back from the war right. and they they were at war and that was what it is defined as being a man you went off to war you came right. home you took care of your family right um and now as rightfully so um women don't need men in order to start a family women don't need men to have financial stability um so it's 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 uh, kind of taken away or it has um lessened uh the need for a man right yeah you know, for us as dads, we have a real responsibility to teach our kids, our boys, that complexity of emotion, that complexity of what it means to figure out your identity. I think it's important for us to share our own our, our, our own stories of identity discovery, which are ongoing because, um, you know, I, I find and I love I love my dad. He's been he is and is continues to be an incredible father who's emotionally like in tune with himself and emotionally present and even still you know he is somebody who grew up with a father who was essentially most likely ptsd from world war ii alcoholic um cigarette smoker produced a family that created some wonderful people um but he was the product of that and i am the product of of him and there are still elements of this like this manliness piece and don't get me wrong like there's value to that. There's value to that. That is an identity piece that does hold to some sort of North Star of sorts. And um, at the same time, like, it's um, it's unclear as to what what value, like, how, how do I, like, what do I do with that? Like, I don't know what I do with that as, as a dad for my own kids. Am I clinging on to, to vestiges of the past? Am I creating a new identity? And I think as, as men, and part of the reason that, like, this type of space is helpful is, like, there does need to be a shared space to create meaning and to have men be able to have conversations about creating meaning for the next generation of our of our people. You know, I'm glad that you said that, and I'm glad you said it that way. I've, I've been thinking about this, but um, 
I think that, and we, we might end on this because I know we're getting, we're up against mm-hmm. it, but, um, we got some alien questions to close us <laughs> out, but <laughs> t- we're, we're up against it, but, uh, we, I, I like to think of our generation as the bridge generation, right? Mm. We, we came from fathers and grandfathers who were very stern, very stoic, if you will, don't show emotion, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're in a, in a society or in a, in a currently in a society that is just like hey let's talk about where we are and being able to navigate the two and being able to bridge the two um about being able to identify how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way and and actually being able to deal with your emotions in addition to or bridging that to the the generation of tough it out rub some dirt on it that type of thing i think we are uh, yeah i think we're we're uniquely positioned to know what is wrong know what is right and being able to position those who come after us especially our our, our boys yeah um to to do yeah amen the to right that. Thing. amen to that yeah cheers to that to the opportunity of being a, a father to young men of the next generation who this world needs more than they fucking need us um so aliens aliens all right let's yes. let's close out with some aliens and then i will ask you what is your learning what are you going to take away from this good one <laughs> no, Jamie, first, take it aliens. away. Aliens. Yeah, so I guess question one is um, how familiar familiar are you with the congressional hearing with alien, like with the like? Uh, I'm aware. I wouldn't say I'm familiar. See a, see yeah. a clip or maybe seen a clip. Yeah. I've I've read enough to know there was a hearing. I did not read the transcripts or watch C-SPAN. Yeah, there's this guy, and like some people would like try to discredit him his like medical history just came out like a uh, mental health history but he he's basically saying there's a ton of people that work for the government that are have like signed ndas that have witnessed firsthand like he's not saying alien but he's saying just like non-human there's a lot of inference to like interdimensional traveler like that 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 there is like a craft and like the biological remains of like pilot. So are aliens real is what you're asking us? And well, I think it's like the, the, it, like under that premise, what would you be like excited about? And what would you be scared about in terms of like hmm. how this might shift humanity's fate? If no. that's like, Cause it's like since the 1930s, the United States has likely had something that crashed in Italy and like been trying to reverse engineer the technology. The question is if if there is something that can travel interdimensionally that we have and like people who go inside it is supposedly small and you go inside it and it's huge like it's like inside is physically impossible how big it is but that's what he said yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what are the implications like what's something that you might be like oh I could see how uh, humanity could benefit from that or uh, that you would be like oh God like <laughs> good night. <laughs> Um, yeah. for, <laughs> for me, uh, I think mean, two things. Uh, I think Earth is fucked up enough as it is right now. So if like if like aliens, which I think there is, there is some some truth to what is being said. If aliens are really out there, it's kind of like, ah, have you seen this motherfucking Donald Trump though? Like we got some other serious shit right. going on. Right. Here, They're right? just laughing, man. Uh, on top of that, I I I am firm in my faith and my belief in God to the point where I'm like, huh, if aliens are here, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're out there. I I think there are. They're out there. I mean, 
there I, are beings out yeah, there. Yeah, and not to go overly spiritual, but, you know, why, who's to say that's not God's plan, right? We don't need to get into the Bible on this one, but I do think that, like, on a big big scale, like, we've, we've been able to develop the te- technology, the tools, the skills, the awareness to realize we can look back 14 billion years in our universe. Like, the, the, the Webb telescope can look back 14 billion light years where we can see what we believe to be the first moments, almost the first moments of our universe. And everything in between that moment and here is an extension of this universe. Like statistically, the odds of this being the only planet in which the, the, the compounds and molecules and whatever else existed to create us were the only, were the only ones that figure that out. It's very For American 14 honest. billion years, 14 fucking billion years. Like, you know, it's nighttime out here. Those who are on camera can tell we got some brighter lights. But those stars, we're looking at light from five, six, seven billion or million years ago. That light was generated six million years ago, 10 million years ago, and it's now just reaching us. To think that something so expansive, filled with as much as we know is there, couldn't have another set of environmental uh, circumstances to create stadium, 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 arcadium. What are we talking about? Sentient? Stadium, arcade. Let's talk red hot chili peppers for a minute. I was going to say, what are we, what are no, we talking I, about? I, all I'm saying is like, yeah, we're not alone. We're not alone. Somebody has probably figured out where we are. Um, you know, that will be our next podcast is I do think we, we get into some of the, the, uh, yeah, the minutiae of our universe. I would love to get to Inception. We're going to go talk about the stadium where the Broncos play or the Raiders play. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But we got, room, we got room for this to grow. I have enjoyed the conversation. Those, not honestly curated. Look at the notes. You know, Jamie, can, here, here's our notes. Those who think that we're really smart people who planned a lot, we got. I don't think anybody's under the pretense <laughs> that we're smart. <laughs> hey, yeah. So, uh, actually, a topic for another session is self-awareness. Apparently, I need some of that. I thought I sounded fucking brilliant. You're gonna, um, you're gonna watch your YouTube, you know, debut. You're gonna watch it back. Open the comments, bro. Yeah. Open the comments. Leave the comments. I am not beyond being trolled. Um, he I says just that now and then this shit blows yeah. up until like, leave me the fuck alone. until I Stop. shut him off. <laughs> yeah, just see where that goes. Um, but thank you to Jamel and Jamie. What did you learn tonight? What What is your learning? What are you taking forward from this evening's uh, discussion and conversation? Uh, we have bigger problems than aliens, um, but if they're friendly aliens. They might be the key to defeating uh, white supremacy, capitalism, and the patriarchy. Right on. Yeah. lot to unpack. Jamel? Um, (laughs) I've learned that conversation is conversation regardless of race. Mm. Conversation is conversation regardless of history. Um, And as as long as you're around people who are willing to have open and honest conversations, you're you're gonna learn something and that's right. always a good thing to know yeah right also on. uh i was not aware of 13 or 14 billion light years isn't that nuts? That's, that's very expansive that's very big 
Um, yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> I, I, the over under on those was five. I think, I think, I think we're at five. We'll run that. We'll, we'll check that in post. Put the, um, we'll put the counter right here. We'll put the counter. Let me, let me plug my son's podcast, uh, Professor Logan Space, where he, uh, yes. he breaks it all down. He, he tell you about those 14 right. billion or 13.6 yep. billion. Yeah. Future astrophysicist Logan Shaw. Yeah. Absolutely, Logan. If you watch this podcast in 10 years, you'll be doing great things and we'll all be rooting for you. Jamel. Maybe, maybe 10 light years. 10 light years. Man, if, if you're 10 light years away and still watching this, you've figured it out. Um, no, I appreciate that. Wait, wait, wait. What did you learn? You so I want to close. Yeah. My learnings is it's good to go with, like, just just go with go with something that you think could be cool um you know i i find a lot of things in life are easy to have an idea about and then find 10 reasons not to do it um so i'm grateful uh to to be here tonight i think whether this you know however this goes whatever but it's a chance to connect with friends it's a chance to you know do something creative and it's a chance to share some some wisdom and knowledge and bullshit whatever you want to call it that maybe somebody will listen to and say hey sure i can do something with it and i think that um you know it's just a good chance to invoke our call to being good dads which i know we all are um but i think you know if this becomes something that more people want to listen to and share advice and questions um we'll love to be a space for dads to be able to to open up that dialogue so um, to our viewers, thank you. To Jamie, to Jamel, thank you. Um, and uh, appropriate to say cheers to Campfire Conversations, episode one, hopefully of many. Peace. Cheers. Don't forget to wash your hands. And washed. And uh, Shawball 35. Same. Jay Hugo 1. All right.